I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks for joining us. And it's goodbye to 2022 and hello to 2023. Looks like it's going to be a good year for the Kraken. This team stumbled at the end of December a bit and dropped a really bad game to the Oilers. But uh, they have the blueprint, and when they execute, they are hard to beat. What say you, Doug? I say Happy New Year to everybody. It's a brand new start. Last year, the Oilers got the best of us, but this year, the Kraken had them on their heels, and then they took it to the Maple Leafs with just as much tenacity. It seems like the road games are the ones you might want to go to for this team. Martin Jones has proven to be a force of nature in the net. And the Kraken are battling their way towards getting their hands on their first playoff berth. That's where my money is at this point anyway. Yeah, I I got to agree. I think if the team can stick to the script and Martin Jones continues this level of play in net, I think this team makes the playoffs. But to dig deeper into it, we're going to have to get into the maelstrom. Okay, so we've got a new segment, three stars. Three stars since the last episode, right, Doug? Three stars. This episode's three stars. Yeah, so why don't you kick it off? I'm going to start with Shane Wright. Birthday boy scored a goal and nabbed gold medal for Team Canada. 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 Nabbed the gold medal for Team Canada in the World Juniors. So congratulations to Shane Wright. It's looking like he's going to develop into a very fine hockey player. Yeah. Uh, so And he, he deserves a star because it doesn't look like we're going to be seeing him for the rest of the season. Um, he, he got sent back down, and I hear they're trading him to London. So those British folks are going to get a real shot at uh, – at, uh, Getting up close and personal with Shane Wright. So. Well, how about that? Yeah. Next star, Adam Larson, the big cat, who was on a seven-game point streak, uh, which ended the other night against the Maple Leafs. But uh, we did beat him. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, good. I mean, Adam Larson is a force. That guy, is, he's putting in a lot of minutes on the ice. Yeah, I was going to say, we've talked about the minutes he's putting in, and, and he was going through a dry spell, but to see him, you know, putting up points. And then he, he put up some more points again last night, so um, against the Ottawa Senators. Oh, yeah, that was a good so game. He just basically got back, right back on track. So, yeah, that game, eight goals, nothing to – yeah. Yeah. Nothing to get That's mad exactly, at there. Yeah. Mm. We'll get back to that one, though. Uh, so the third star, Matty Beniers, scored a goal to, the other night. He's been solid all season. He's got he's got lots of points. And he plays on all 200 feet of the ice. He's on the defensive end and on the offensive end. So, And they just uh, they just accepted him into the All-Stars. So yeah, congratulations yeah. to Matty Beniers on making the All-Star game. 
Right, right. I saw a crazy stat that it's like Seattle is the first metropolitan uh, area to have three rookies um, that start a season and end up in the All-Star game. You got uh, Rodriguez, and then you got Matty Berniers, and then Diggs for the Seahawks all made the All-Star game or Pro Bowl, whatever you want to call it. So so that's cool. And since it's... The first week we're doing this, we gotta gotta have an honorable mention, and that goes to the whole team. I think you can add as like three games in a row now, where at least ten players are getting a point. Ten separate players in a game. They scored eight goals from six goal scorers in Ottawa. Uh, so you just have... that's what you, that's what you love to see from from this team. I mean, you're seeing points come from everybody. Yeah, I mean. I've said it before. We, when we play the right way, I think we have the best team in the league. We may not have like, you know, an Ovechkin or a, or a Nathan McKinnon or a McDavid, but this team is probably one of the better teams up and down the roster. Up and down the roster, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to see you know guys getting you know so many points per game, even just from all over the ice. Right, and I saw another stat that said McCann uh, has the most goals um, in five-on-five play of anyone in the league. Oh. Yeah. So, there you go. So, we're doing it. Congrats to him. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, honorable mention to the whole team. They're, they're all just putting in a lot of work. Getting it done and getting it done on the road. Yeah, on the road games. These these guys are road warriors. So who was who was in net? Did you did you see who was in net against the Senators? Was it Jones again? It was Jones. It was Jones. Jones again. We got to talk about it. I think. Yeah, we do have to talk about it. Um, it it, it, (laughs) or Jones. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I was looking the other day and it said that like, you know, you know, when you just look at how many wins each guy has, I think Jones has like 17 or 18 now and Grubauer's only got like three. So, yeah, I mean, I got to go. I got to go with Jones, even though like, you know, it's nice to have a, a goaltender like Grubauer as, as your backup, spending a lot of money on him, but hopefully, you know. Hopefully he's feeling the pressure from his competition. Right. I think the more surprising thing is, you know, at this point, it's pretty clear to me that Jones has to be the starter. And, you know, there have been some unfortunate things. You know, he was injured early on in the season, had a slow start, had like one of those games out of the gate where you're like, oh, feels like last year where you're just going to let in like two goals. Um, and by the time he was like turning the tide or whatever, he gets injured and then, you know, Martin Jones comes in and, and stands on Jones, has, pl- Jones has played, he's played 28 games. Yeah. Grubauer's played 13. Right. And so their record, Jones's is 18 and five, 18 wins, five losses. Grubauer's is three wins, seven losses. So, I mean, it's... The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, 
you know, he was injured. It's like they don't actually speak for themselves because there's lots of other variables, like you were saying, the injuries and everything else. But, but at the same time, it's clearly visible. Well, that that's the what I was gonna say is it actually is visible to me. The team plays better; they're more confident, or they're in better position. I see a the, the last game Gru played. The first two goals, there's nobody within three feet of people. And then everybody just kind of like slumps their shoulders and and skates slowly to the bench. You know, it's like, well, okay, but but if you're more confident and you play better with Jones and Nett, then you put Jones and Nett. The priority's got to be winning games, and I'm sure everybody in that organization wants Gru to be number one. They're paying him $6 million a year to be number one. And, you know, they've given him every opportunity, but I think we're in the second half of the season now. We got to we gotta get into the playoffs. That's got to be the number one priority. And I think Jones, right now, to me, it appears that he is the guy who's going to be doing the heavy lifting, so... Yeah, but, like, but doesn't it always seem? Doesn't it always seem like that? You get like these teams where like one goaltender carries the weight through the season, and then you're gonna see some like really, you know, I don't want to jinx anybody. Oh my god! But like, uh, you know, a bad injury will happen, or maybe maybe not even bad, but like a, a sprain or something where it's like, you know, he's gonna be out for seven games, eight games, a whole playoff series, and then yeah, a whole playoff series, and then you see a guy like. Grubauer, who you know is like a tried and tested, you know, uh, he's a good goaltender. You know what I mean? He's just, I think he's just hitting a rough patch, honestly. But like to see him, you could, you could definitely see him coming into the playoffs and like, you know, standing on his head in the net and getting us through a series like that where it comes in clutch to have him. Well, absolutely. You do want to see Jones in there for sure. I mean, that's what I want because I see the play. I, I, I can see the play with my eyes easily. The team yeah. plays better. They're more confident. And he's Jones is seeing the puck really well right now and, and making the difficult saves that need to be made at the times they need to be made. Like uh, in that Ottawa game, they're that early in the first period. It was all Ottawa, you know. And well, it wasn't all Ottawa, but there there were some opportunities that he took away that allowed us to like swing the momentum, and that's what you got to survive that. So I certainly don't think they're going to trade Grubauer or do anything weird like that because, like you say, freak injury. You're already paying him so much money. Like, yeah, let him ride, let him be the backup, and you're kind of in a better situation if something happens to Jones. Then you yeah. would be trying to go out on the open market, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, At so, least until Drieger comes back, right? Which he was on the ice the other day, so who knows? Yeah, that's who a, knows? that's a whole other conversation. What happens when Drieger's healthy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think what happens is they keep looking at him and they're like, mm, "You could use some more rehab." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's just let's just keep you on injured reserve. So until uh, one of these guys gets hurt, and then they go, okay, now you feel better. <laughs> oh, perfect timing. So yeah. Anyway, 
Those are the good problems to have. Oh, yeah, totally. Exactly. Well, better better talk about team identity and where we're at. I think we're, we're yeah. seeing it over this road trip, and we've seen it, you know, throughout early parts of the season here and there, but it's time for these guys to settle in in the back half of the season and and really stay the course if they want to have a deep playoff run. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about this new guy, Eli Tolvanen? Tolvanen, um, I mean, he's been good. We we acquired him on the 12th of December, and then he sat until New Year's Day. That's when he first came in. Um, but I think it was, what, two goals and an assist in his first three games. He's been a little quiet since then, but I think it was two power play goals. So he obviously That's what the team needs some extra special teams. Exactly. Um, yeah, these guys are a working class team, and they really need to improve in special teams. So I'm sure he was getting used to the team, and the coaches were checking him out. And obviously, um, they threw him out there on the power play, and it paid dividends. So uh, you got to be pretty happy about that. And once again, it's another like. You look at, you know, the acquisition of Sprong by Ron Francis last season, and now this... He's been he's been fire from yeah. that right, right over the circle. Those yeah. shots where it's like the one-timer. That guy's got a rifle. Right, yeah. So Ron Francis is uh, maximizing, um, you know, the finds that he... The players that he finds out there. He's just doing a really good job of, of acquiring talent. So I like him. And uh, yeah, he can keep it up. It seems like it seems like the team's building some chemistry too. You're seeing like uh, a lot of work from Beniers and Burakovsky and Eberly. Like that line, like those three guys are just like tearing it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But and and then you also see like Vince Dunn and Adam Larson getting in the mix. And like I said, with these other guys like Sprong and Geeky and and. Will Borgen's been putting in a lot of work, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I think Borgen Susie is that un, unsung pair, especially Susie, because he's taken a lot of bad penalties, you know, early on in the season. Yeah, they, that's true. They put in tough minutes, and um, they don't they don't give up a lot here and there, you know. Get it seems position, like but. York Strand and Justin Schultz are fitting in. Oh yeah, They're putting yeah. points up, and then you got the guys, the guys. You know what I mean? Geeky and Schwartz and Wenberg. Those guys are all just everybody's producing. It's good to see. Yeah, I think the main thing is that they have to stay stay true to the identity they're, that they're building. They're a working class team, so you know they need to forecheck hard. They need to work, grind for every puck, and they need to get it in deep. And they need to put shots on, shots on net instead of, you know, being cheeky and looking to make these crazy passes or you know, looking to make that extra pass that doesn't work out and creates an odd man break, you know, or whatever. And especially because we're asking the, the defensemen to come up a, I've just a lot more this season, defensemen jumping up into the play. So you've got to be able to rotate back and, and cover for that. And so sometimes that, 
that open lane to the net or half open lane to the net is a better choice than that like extra pass that gets yeah. you in trouble, you know? Yep. So, yeah, so the the big thing for me with Tolvenin is Geeky and Donato because Geeky sat the first two games that Tolvenin played in and then Donato sat the third game. And I don't remember who sat against Ottawa, but I'm sure, pretty sure it was Donato again. So, you know, that... Yeah, I think it depends on whether you need a winger or a center, because Geeky wins the face-offs, but Donato is, you know, he's the winger that comes in with the grind and plays. And he's got that clutch team. He makes some clutch plays, clutch goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're both they're both goal scorers, so like Right. Yeah, that's a tough one, and I think that is why Geeky, you know, got reinserted into the lineup because they I think they're thirty first or thirty second in face off percentage in the league and you know, there are just way too many opportunities where you're like, We need a face off win at the end of the game here to really Yeah, it's the worst way to lose a game is off the face off. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the season. I don't think the team has to be any in any rush, um, because you know things are working and you can have healthy scratches and this and that and the other thing. But uh, you know, depending on how this continues to play out, one of these guys is probably hitting the road. I think more. That's, than not, that's the hardest part about is, hockey too is is watching dudes that you really like on your team get sent somewhere else. Right, right. And, I mean, I wouldn't want to be like, you know, somebody like Ron Francis or, or anybody that's got to make those decisions because it's like... But here's the other thing that I think may be happening too is this this could be a test because, you know, the longer this goes, the, the more like we are, uh, likely we are to be buyers at the trade deadline. So, you know, rotating in and out some of these guys may be a way for them to be like, okay, how does the squad look without Donato if we have to, you know, get rid of him in a trade for somebody or, you know, send somebody down or whatever. guess you could send down Flurry, but I don't think you want to do that. You need to have that seventh defenseman. Um... So I don't know. What do you think about about that and and possibly who do we pick up? Trade deadlines in March. Yeah, so there's still a lot of time. There's some time. But there's it goes some time. Fast. <laughs> you know, Ron's I mean, already working on it. Comes, it's right around the corner. That pops up right before you before you even know it. Right. But I think we we were talking about Vladimir Tarasenko the other day and Patrick Kane. Right. They also got Ryan O'Reilly on the list of guys that are going to be up for being picked up. And then, like, John Klingberg. It depends on if they go for, you know, like a offense guy or defense guy. I think. And I think, I think like, uh, Tarasenko, we've, we've talked about him before on, on in previous episodes. I think he'd be a good fit. It just depends on that, you know, like his – his etiquette in the locker room and how he fits in with the boys. I don't really know how, can't speak to that, but I mean, he's like, 
he's a pretty solid all-around player, playmaker. You know what I mean? He controls the puck. He's, he's, you know, he can be a little a chippy. You know what I mean? Maybe taking yeah. takes takes the extra penalty that you don't want him to take, but he he'll also come in there and and score goals. So. Yeah, little I mean, edge is okay if you're producing for sure, and I think he'd be better than Patrick Kane because, the you know Patrick Kane probably has a little more clout in the locker room, but if Tarasenko isn't getting isn't isn't staying in line, you know he's more of a blue collar type of guy. Team who will stand up to him and be like, nah, that's not how we do stuff around here. Yeah, but I like yeah. the idea of O'Reilly. I think that would be a great pick because if it was me, I'd be looking for somebody once again on on uh, um, power play to help you, you know, produce there. And I think that's that that or Tarasenko. And both of those guys are kind of injury prone too. Mm-hmm. Actually, now that I think about it, but I I think you're right. I think they're both like really blue collar workers. I think that either one of them would fit in really well. Whereas like Patrick Kane is more of like a standout playmaker, kind of like big shot type of player. Where he probably doesn't fit in too well with the team. Right. Right. I yeah. Man, you really like hit me out of left field with this Ryan O'Reilly thing. I really like O'Reilly. So that would be that would be cool. Yeah, I've been I've been kind of like watching the chatter. You know what I mean? To see <laughs> sure. Bo Horvat on the Canucks, like yeah. I could see that I could see that, but like I don't, just don't really think that he's really. I mean, that's um, that's like uh, what what do they call it? The consolation prize. Like, yeah, if you go out and get Horvats because like everybody else. Already had a dance partner. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, no, yeah, exactly. no offense to Horvat. And I'm sure he'd be fine, but. And, like, I, I don't know. I'll go through the list. My dance like, card is full, and there's people higher on the list. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. I think that Ryan O'Reilly Tarasenko is kind of where we would want to be more leaning towards. If we're buyers, you know what I mean. If they're if they're looking at like a bunch of money that they want to spend, that's that's who you're looking at. Like James Van Riemsdyk, he's on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he'd be okay. There's a few other guys on the list that I see that are like, yeah, they're okay, but I, uh, yeah, so- I'm sure we'll get surprised. I'm sure so. I'm sure yeah. it's gonna be like something that like couldn't have picked out of thin air. Right. I'm looking for like a weird package. Like say Susie. Susie gets packaged up with like Morgan Geeky or Donato. Geeky maybe not because he doesn't, you know, his contract is expiring at the end of the season. Or maybe that's why you do it. So like Geeky and and Susie get packaged up in a deal. And then maybe like one of those extra draft picks from – and then you get somebody crazy, you know, that you're like, oh, well, that, I just don't even, that's not something I was thinking. Yeah, if you, <laughs> you throw in like a three-way with another team, so even, there's, there's, a, there's a few guys, there's a few guys, let's see, 
What what position do you think if you were if you were buying? What what position would you go for hard? Uh, oh, first thing, just I off think, the top of your head. I think left wing. Seems like we're shallow on left wing. James Van Riemsdyk from the Flyers. James Van Riemsdyk. Or yeah. Timo Meyer from the Sharks, but I don't know who that guy is. Timo Meyer's good. That would be a good one. There you go. How about that? Okay. Those two left those are the two left wings. Uh Gustav Nyquist from the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Or Nick Ritchie from the Coyotes. Those are the left wingers on the list that I'm looking at anyway. I would take Timo Meyer. I would take There's Timo a bunch Meyer. of centers. Yeah. There's a few defense guys. You know, Patrick Kane plays right wing, but I'm pretty sure a guy like that you can throw anywhere. Yeah. So Ryan O'Reilly the reason, and yeah. plays center, and Vladimir Tarasenko is a right winger. Yeah, the reason that I brought up the Susie tr- trade is because I, I think – I still think Riker Evans – Yeah, it seems like we got some talent sitting in the ranks that we could probably pull up. I mean, that that was who was it? We we were we were just Kale Fleury. Kale Fleury, yeah, yeah. who's a healthy scratch? Kale Fleury's he's he's on the he's on the on the range because I know on my radar because he's got like he's not putting up a lot of points. He's playing a lot of games. But he doesn't really seem to be popping up in the stat sheet very much. So, well, he hasn't got a ton of opportunities because he's a healthy scratch like every night. But if you bring up Riker Evans and then it's between those two guys, you can, if you like how Kale's looking in practice and stuff, you can put him out there and and then rotate Riker in and kind of do this on off on off thing. Yeah, and then that really gives Riker the opportunity to get some some real NHL minutes into the end of the season. Some depth into your defense. Yeah, he'll be, you know, ready to go the end of the season. Playoffs. Next season and playoffs and all that. So what about let's Shane Gostas be here. You know that guy? Gostas be here, yeah. He used to play for the Blackhawks. Yeah, he's not bad. Uh yeah. He's he's on a right defender. He's on the Coyotes right now, and he's twenty nine years old. He's probably he's a twenty twenty three on yeah, well, unsigned free agent. You know, maybe uh, he, he Matt Dumba on the Wild is another D man. I see. I kind of feel like Ron Francis might be going hard on for the D guys. Well, our, yeah. I mean, if it's going to help our penalty kill, which is worst in the league. John Klingberg on the Ducks. He's 30. Yeah. So there's your D guys. on. Those are the guys that you'll be looking at. That's the that's the on the radar. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. And we'll keep whittling it down maybe as we get closer and closer. But it's Closer uh, and closer to the trade deadline. The most exciting time of the year. Because it's going to be – hopefully the Kraken will be on their way into the playoffs. And they'll right. be looking for that one player or two players that even on a short-term contract will help us get past the first round. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, last year we were we sold the farm, so it'd be nice to buy a little. M- nice to buy some magic beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'll trade you this old cow for some magic beans. 
Okay, we're about to wrap it up here, but we got one one more cool tidbit we got to talk about before we go. The Winter Classic. The Winter Classic, baby. They just called it 2024. Is that what it is? Yeah, 2024. It's going to be 2024, Us. and it's at T-Mobile Park. That's correct. Us and the Vegas Golden Knights, so really pushing that rivalry. Yeah, they are, huh? Which will be fun. And then, you know, I heard some rumors. I haven't, like, fleshed it all out, and maybe we can talk about it next time. But apparently the Mariners were, like, heavily involved in helping to make that happen. Um, Because they're doing the All-Star game, too. Yeah, one of the things that they wanted was the potential for a roof. Because more often than not, that time of year, it rains here. No one wants to play in the rain (laughs) no so um you know kind of do our research on that but it's just an exciting thing to see it's gonna be uh huge it's gonna sports there's some really big sports things happening up here the world cup is coming uh and they're gonna be playing some games here in seattle uh so there's just yeah they're talking about they're talking about like the the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Yeah, at T-Mobile. Happening at T-Mobile. And then I think there's another one, too. I can't remember right now. But, yeah, seeing hockey outside of T-Mobile Park is going to be awesome. We got to go. And they're uh, – so season ticket holders do not get tickets, but they do get, like, uh, early opportunity to buy tickets. <laughs> so, so yeah we're, we're in there like swimwear yep mm-hmm. going to that one's gonna be fun apparently they're gonna have a lot of interactive stuff for the fans to do and it's just a, anybody who like grew up playing hockey um unless you like did it in the south you probably like played outdoors so it's yeah. kind of like this rite of passage um and just reminds you it's like playing little league you know like sandlot ball you just, yeah it just reminds you of being a kid and just the fun of playing outside man so it's a cool opportunity and and it's really cool i think for yeah. the league to kind of recognize that hey seattle is a legit like hockey area we must be impressing those guys because they're ready in year, you know, ready to commit in year. Yeah, they, and like, they give, oh, they give Vegas the chance to come up and play outside too. The Vegas ain't ever going to play outside. No, no, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And uh, you just see some cool things. Like I, I saw for the the Winter Classic uh, this year with Boston that the the Bruins all came out in like old Red Sox uniforms, like walked out to walk to the locker room and stuff. They're all yeah. just like Red Sox. So it's just a, you know, another cool little thing. And, uh, awesome. It's going to be a, a fun winter around. Yeah. <laughs> we will definitely can't wait. Well, that, that puts a shiny bow on the whole thing, buddy. You got anything else? I don't think so. I think that about wraps it up. I just want to say thanks to all our listeners for popping in for another episode. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's your Seattle Kraken, so we want to talk about what you want to hear about. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you back here for the next episode 